Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, beautiful wife, Michelle. Oh, thank you, Hanny. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, December 16th. 2018. We really appreciate that you found us today. In the future, you can find us on 1057max.com under the Max Plus tab, as well as on the Max FM app. You can also find us, and better yet, subscribe to us. We love all our subscribers out there. We've got a bunch of new ones, and Yay. we love all you guys, uh, all our listeners. It doesn't matter whether you subscribe to us or not, but uh, really, the subscribe, subscribing to us is the best way to get a hold of us, and you can get us always on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Right, and uh, we really, like Tom said, we really appreciate all our listeners and subscribers, and we also like people who reach out to us, and can you tell us how to do that? Yeah, I always do. <laughs> Every week, I tell you how to reach out to us, and we love hearing from you. Thank you for all of you out there who give us your input. You can contact us on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast, and you can always email us, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. It's easy for me to say. Yeah. Was it not or dot? <laughs> not a dot. It's not. It is not dot com. No, it is dot com. It Absolutely. Is. Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And we, as I mentioned, we do love hearing from everybody. We love hearing the feedback. We've been getting some awesome feedback, and we really thank everybody for giving us that. And also, people who have been sharing some of their responses to when we have like our top five, which we had recently. So. And next week, we're going to be having an episode that's going to be based on a lot of your responses out there. So we really are going to want to hear from you this week. I'll get into that later. Lots of stuff for you today, including news on new Marvel Global Initiative making its way to Disney Parks, a Star Wars official cast announcement, and preliminary details about a Disney Pixar movie that's coming to theaters in 2020. But first, let's get to our main topic of the week. We've been waiting for this for about three weeks now to finally (laughs) be able to share this with you. We're so excited. It is time for our spoiler-free review of Mary Poppins Returns. Mary Poppins, who came back? You seem hardly to have aged at all. Really? One never discusses a woman's age, Michael. Would have hoped I taught you better. What brings you here after all this time? I've come to look after the bank's children. Us? Yes, you too. It is wonderful to see you. Yes, it is, isn't it? But we don't need a nanny. We have grown up a good deal in the past year. We'll have to see what can be done about that. Pictures change. How did she do that? One thing you should know about Mary Poppins, she never explains anything. Are you sure this is quite safe? Not in the slightest. Gather round, everyone. Spit spot. The one. The only Mary Poppins! When troubles are incessant, simply be more incandescent. For your life comes with a lifetime guarantee. As you triple life fantastic. Come on, triple your life fantastic. Everything is possible, even the impossible. There we go, our intro into our spoiler-free review of Mary Poppins Returns. We saw this, like I said, just about three weeks ago. I've been holding this in, yeah. uh, you know, up to more just like a little bit of touch we've been able to say about it. But today we're going to talk a 
bunch about it, but we promise we're not going to spoil anything for you. Right. I know that last week we were able to give a little bit about our impressions. And like you said, today we're going to be able to talk a little bit more about it, hopefully to entice you to go see it this coming week, because it is a fabulous movie. It is. It, that, that is our, yeah, I mean, our review could just stop right there. Right. It is a wonderful movie. You're going to love this movie. If you love the first one, you, the original Mary Poppins, you will love this one as well. Right. And that was one of the things going in that I was a little concerned of personally is, you know, I really love the original and, you know, how would the the Mary Poppins return stack up against it? And it did not fail. It was wonderful. It had all the great elements of the original movie, whether you're talking about music, the cast, you know, the scenes, everything really came together well. It had that emotional touch and tug on your heart like the original one. So it was a Super de-duper movie. Super de-duper. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, by the way, we released our written review of it on WDW News today earlier this week. So if you want to go back and read that, but we're going to get a little bit more in detail here. Like I said, I promise it'll be spoiler free, though. Um, what you heard there in the beginning is just stuff that was all taken from the trailers, kind of put together, including the song, Triple O Light Fantastic. So I didn't want to spoil anything for you. You can get the soundtrack out there. It's already out there. And you can listen to the music. And it's wonderful. I would suggest you wait until you see the movie first. If you haven't listened to the soundtrack yet, because some of the songs may tell you kind of what's going on within the story uh, if you listen to them on their own. I would wait to see the movie and then you'll probably want to go get the soundtrack. Right, right. And, you know, as we mentioned at last week's podcast, this is not a remake of the original movie. It is a continuation. That's why Mary Poppins is actually returning. And as you've seen in the trailers, it's the Banks kids have grown up. They have kids of their own. Mm -hmm. And so, um, like you said, the music really would be probably best to be held off until you see the movie and see that unfold. It was interesting because I remember you mentioned, uh, was it last week or the week before, how uh, some people thought this was a remake of the original Mary Poppins. And I was doing some information uh, for getting some information on Google uh, for our review, both written and for this one. And when I started searching Mary Poppins Returns, one of the first automatic responses out there was, who is playing Bert in the new Mary Poppins right. Returns. And the bottom line is that uh, these are new cast, outside of, yes, Mary Poppins and a grown-up Michael and Jane, uh, these are new cast members. Uh, right. There's, uh, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. There's no Bert in this movie. There's somebody who is, plays a similar role to Bert, and that is what uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda plays as Jack the Lamplighter in right. this. And he definitely carries a lot of the same type of personality that you would see in Burt, which was very successful in the first film. So mm -hmm. it only makes sense to have that kind of a, a, a person to help, you know, tie things together in the movie, tie some of the storyline together. But yeah, you're right. It's not Burt. It's Jack. And he's a lamplighter. Right. So let's get back to the beginning of this. Uh, it's been 54 years since the original Mary Poppins came out. That wonderful, classic movie. We were concerned coming into this one that, okay, how can they ever get a cast together that's somewhere close to that one? Because that one was so wonderful. Uh, how can they find a script? How can they write music? You know, uh, that would be so good. Um, would it match up to it? And we can tell you definitely that this cast, this script, uh, this music in particular is right on par with the original Mary Poppins. Right. And probably the biggest challenge of all in that when you're doing a continuation story is how do you bring in a Mary Poppins who could, you know, um, 
really play the part and be as believable as we've all seen probably numerous and numerous times. And yet... um, they did a great job. They did. They did. So the story basically is going to find it. It's about 25 years or so uh, in the future of the original Mary Poppins. It's during London's, what their Great Depression is, which is called the Great Slump. Uh, right na- now, um, Jane and Michael, they live in different places, but Michael is living in the Banks family home. Yes, right there on 17 Cherry Tree Lane, just like you remember. Right. And it's interesting when you see um, some of the makings of productions out there about the the remake or or, excuse me not the remake the Mary Poppins Returns how people really said that this set is a total match of the original Mm -hmm. Cherry Tree Lane. Despite it not being filmed in Burbank like the original was this one's filmed in London itself uh, in a studio still but not it it was within England Uh, so you know it's kind of nice for them to actually be filming a movie about England in England. That's right. Uh, so uh, there are new three. Uh, Michael has three kids of his own. They are Annabelle, played by Pixie Davies, John, played by Nathaniel Saleh, and Georgie, played by Joel Dawson. Uh, Michael is played by Ben Wishaw, uh, who does a great job of playing an older version of Michael. That's I think. right, yeah. Uh, and then Jane Banks is played by Emily Mortimer, who I know you mentioned afterwards after the movie was done that she looks very much like a grown-up Jane to she you. Does. She does, that's a, right. She has a very similar uh, look to her. Uh, unfortunately, there's been a great personal loss to Michael and his family, and it's put their whole family, their home in disarray, and well, that disarray is what ends up bringing Mary Poppins back into their life. Right, which kind of is a parallel to the original one, where there were challenges going on in the family structure, and there was a need for Mary Poppins, and so they, you know, definitely... Learn from that experience to be a, a good blend for a movie script. So those are all the details we're going to give you from the story. Everything else I feel would be too spoilery, so we're going to go from there. But I am going to talk about the cast here. Uh, it was amazing. Trying to match up with cast, we were just talking about a little bit ago with the original Mary Poppins, where you got Julie Andrews, was, you know, won the Academy Award for the role. She right. was amazing. Uh, of course, the great, great Dick Van Dyke, you know, despite the weird not really good Cockney accent. He was so good in that movie, you kind of looked past it because he was so enjoyable. And one of the people I think is very underrated, which is David Tomlinson, who plays the father, Mr. George Banks. Um, I think that his acting, we talked about this last week when we uh, broke down Mary Poppins. It's, you know, seeing him go from being this confident guy who has everything right the way he wants it and then things just kind of go sideways on him and seeing his... Uh, just the way he kind of breaks down and changes throughout and just suffering through all this uh, that's happening around him, I, th- I think is a, kind of a subtle, masterful work by him as an acting. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, you know, how they, you know, really, again, took some of the same elements mm-hmm. of what the father was going through and Michael being his his adult son now and kind of having like, like we see in real life, you know, we grow up and to become our parents a lot of times, or at least some of the elements. And, and that's what we see here. And, you know, some of the main things that we heard even in the trailer is, you know, with Mary Poppins, her to help, you know, bring the, the childhood, childhood side to some, to an approach to handle either, a difficult situation or just everyday life. Yeah, it, it really difficult times. And so Mary Poppins pops back in their life. And Mary Poppins, played by Emily Blunt and played masterfully, in my opinion, 
uh, she actually captures, I think, a little bit more of the book Mary Poppins, from what I understand, having right. not read the book. But from what we've heard about what, you know, the book Mary Poppins is a little more stern. Uh, she's a little more uh, vain. Right. Uh, you see a little bit of that in this movie. Uh, but she still loves the children. And uh, you could tell that uh, uh, that sh- um, Emily Blunt does in this role. She doesn't quite have the singing voice that uh, Julie Andrews does. But, I mean, let's be honest. Who yeah. has? Yeah. yeah. But it is a great, her voice, you know, actually, I was very impressed with it. Uh, she did a great job singing this. We've heard her sing in Into the Woods before, another Disney film, uh, directed by Rob Marshall as well, right. who directed this. Uh, you know, I, I thought she was fantastic. Oh, I totally agree. And, you know, again, that was probably the biggest struggle that they had was to find somebody like that. And I and it's it's good that you bring up that she does seem to portray a little bit more of the Mary Poppins book character and interestingly and I thought it was great in her preparation for the role is that she actually did read the books. Yes. So. She, she delved into it, wanted to be fully uh, realized this role and uh, I think she did a great job of it uh, and I think you'll You've already seen it, the, you know, for Golden Globes and everything she's been nominated. I think you will see her um, amongst the nominees for many of the awards coming up this award season. Uh, on to my man crush, <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda, who plays, we just talked about a little bit ago, Jack the Lamplighter. And um, he is fantastic in this role. Has the Cockney accent, just like right. Burke did. I think he did a little bit better <laughs> little job bit. with the Cockney accent, but still is a little jarring when you first see Lin-Manuel Miranda with a Cockney accent, <laughs> right, right. you know, um, but it was, he does a great job. He plays that familiar role that was like Bert, um, you know, always kind of balancing out the, you know, what the, what the world is and kind of knowing the Mary Poppins world and always kind of, you know, balancing between these imaginative, wondrous things that happen and real life and always kind of with a little smile on his face. And what's really cool, he does just like uh, in the original one with Bert, he sometimes kind of stirs the pot a little bit to get Mary Poppins to, you know, push her boundaries of making things happen. And so, again, there's that parallel there that, uh, but yeah, um, Jack does that too. He kind of spurs her on to some of her, her, entertainment let's say yeah he sings a couple great songs as well or as part of some great songs and uh he even gets to show a little bit of his hamilton skills right. in one song uh which was fun for me i enjoyed that i'm sure you did too <laughs> absolutely uh and you know the fun thing about lin-manuel miranda is you, you almost can see when you know the Throughout the whole movie, it's like, you know, you almost see that smile. It's like, I can't believe I'm in a Mary Poppins movie. Exactly. (laughs) And and he did mention something similar to that in an interview, you know, because he really did love the original growing up. He would, you know, watch it, kind of act it out. And so I think he really was conscientious to play homage to the original one and Mm -hmm. make sure that this second Mary Poppins was going to be fantastic right that's exactly right uh, i think he was very excited to play it uh very excited to play a similar role to what dick van dyke played right. and uh just he had a lot of fun with it it looked like to me uh the banks children we're gonna talk about all the banks children including the adult banks children ben wishaw and emily mortimer they did a fantastic job of playing their adult grown-up michael and jane uh you know like you just discussed struggling that you know have this family life and also you know realizing they're kind of becoming 
like their parents right, in many right, regards. Yes. And I think that we can all relate to that in many ways. Uh, the younger children, Pixie Davies, Nathaniel Saleh, and uh, Joel Dawson, they provide strong performances, you know, going through this world of wonder with Mary Poppins, but, you know, they're struggling a little bit with uh, the troubles that their families had, and maybe they're growing up a little too early, which is interesting, you know, and right, they kind of right. have to deal with that. Well, and it's interesting, too, how... You know, like you see in a in a strong family structure where there's differences among each of the children in terms of how they deal with crisis or how they, you know, um, express themselves and yet how they also support each other, mm-hmm. too. Exactly. Uh, and then Colin Firth, who plays William Weatherall Wilkins, who is the top boss at the bank that used to be uh, where uh, Michael's father, George Banks, used to work. Now Michael finds himself working there, and he is his boss, and Colin Firth does a great job in his role as well. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, Like you, you mentioned one time, this is the villain that— there wasn't really a, a true villain in the original no, one. No, it was more and, a concept than right. an actual one single villain. Right. So this 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 one is a little bit different in that regards, but I think it really fits into the mm-hmm. to the movie storyline. So that's the cast. Also, there's some great cameos within this. Um, I mean, they're out there. You can find them You'll without being too spoilery, but I'm not going to get too much into them. But you're going to love the cameos that come in this movie. All right, exactly. And like you said, there's probably no surprise out there, but there are some great additional cast members that are in this, and they really add a lot to the movie, a lot to, again, as I mentioned, tug at your heart kind of mm-hmm. moments, so. And now on to what the, you know, was another crux of what we were concerned with was the music. I mean, how can we possibly uh, compare with that Sherman Brothers soundtrack right. that they did some 54 plus years ago? Because uh, that thing is spectacular. It's magnificent. It's it's a work of art. Um, look, Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman, who created this soundtrack, did a wonderful job. Um, we were worried about it. They did fantastic. Yeah, and and you, I'm sure they were worried about it. I mean, we saw a little bit of an interview with them that, again, it's, it's just wonderful to see that everybody who was involved in this movie knew the importance of what they were trying to do and definitely wanted to make sure they were doing something that was honoring and respecting the original movies and they did that as well they were very conscientious of that and they wanted to um really make sure that you know they they really paid tribute to what the original sherman brothers did they even brought richard sermon in to consult with them a little bit on the music to make sure they were going the right direction uh, and they did that the music it, it goes everywhere from very some really heartbreaking numbers that'll bring a tear to your eye right. to some rip-roaring fun songs that want i mean we wanted to stand up and cheer right. after these songs were done but we were in a press screening so it's like oh, hey, uh, yeah. the, <laughs> the media keep it tight so you know but um really a lot of fun and they the interesting thing about them is they fit. They're all brand new songs. They are original new songs, but you could feel like they feel like they could fit right within the original. And they're even they even uh, kind of uh, put in a little bit of the feeling at the beginning, some sort of nuances to some of the original songs as well right. within it. Right. I think you could find a lot of parallels whether you're talking about tempo or style of music. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did have a little bit of uniqueness, which is great. You you want to have something new and fresh with it. That this movie definitely does bring to the table. Um, but you're right. It's just very much uh, has a similarity to 
the original one. Yeah, and there are nods to some of the original songs within it when certain nostalgic moments kind of happen. They kind of, right. you can kind of feel that weed in and we'll, we'll kind of wheel in, wheel out uh, as you go on. And it's really a, a wonderful soundtrack. And like I said, I I'm, uh, suggest you watch the movie first if you haven't listened to the soundtrack yet before you listen to the soundtrack. But once you watch this movie, I do believe you're going to want to have the soundtrack to listen to some sure. of these uh, songs again. Oh, and there's also um, a interesting nod to another Rob Marshall award-winning musical, Chicago, within it. It'll be interesting to see if you all uh, right, pick that right, up out yeah. there. You're right. Uh, the settings, let's get to the settings, of course. You know, that's another thing. Is we already talked about uh, Cherry Tree Lane and right. how much uh, that looked uh, like the original. Um, the magical moments, though, is really what it, you think of when you think of Mary Poppins. And one of the big magical moments you think of is, of course, like the Jolly Holiday scene where they go into the 2D animation. Right. They did a very similar scene in this movie. The 2D animation comes out again, and it looks beautiful. It looks stunning. Oh, it really does. Again, it's it's new and fresh, but it has that same similarity to the first one. Uh, it was interesting to hear that they really did need to bring in some of uh, people who were familiar with that mm-hmm. process because it's not it's it's almost like a, a dying art and so it was great and again the artists involved in that and the ones like whether they were actually involved or directing that piece those pieces of art knew again the importance of it and I feel like I'm a broken record here <laughs> but it I, I guess I'm just really impressed that you know when you look at every aspect of this movie not only did from the writing and and directing wanted to be an honor to the first one, but everybody involved in it Mm -hmm. and it, that the 2d animation is hilarious and love it. Yeah. And it fits right in. It looks very much like what you would have seen in the original Mary Poppins. They brought James Baxter out of retirement. He's a character animator. Uh, he worked on a few uh, uh, favorite characters at Disney you may know, like Belle, Who? Ariel, uh, Rafiki, and uh, Quasimodo from Hunchback in Notre Dame, among others. He works on many of characters, but just so you know. So he kind of led the team that they brought in to do this 2D animation, and they just did a spectacular job with it. Right, right. Uh, and finally, look, at, look the, I, we can't go too much more into this movie without giving it away, but it, it, what the interesting thing about this movie is it, it goes between being modern, feeling modern, yet nostalgic at the same time. It's got these classic elements to it, uh, yet it uses modern techniques. It's just a really interesting blend of all these things that make this brand new Mary Poppins, you know, as you would expect. This, you know, what you, It makes you feel very much like the original but it's all new and wonderful. Right, right. You know, and for kids, it's it's this is going to start a new generation really appreciating Mary Poppins. And yet, I could see as a kid you watch this and you could still go back to the old one or the original one and and appreciate that storyline too. Yeah. I, I think you can see this movie without seeing the original Mary Poppins Absolutely, and enjoy yeah. it. Uh, you, you would like it. I still would suggest you go back and watch the classic Mary Poppins, um, but you see this movie. I wouldn't say that this movie, I feel, is as good as the original classic. That movie is amazing. It's right. nearly perfect. It's practically perfect in every, every way. way. It's a cliche. <laughs> uh, that one really is 
perfection. This one is more practically perfect in every way, if that is more of a, a good term for it. it. There's, you know, a couple things they could have done a little better, you know, but uh, I don't know if this, the, we love the songs. Right. It'll be interesting to see if any of these songs are as catchy or stand the test of time like the ones from the original do I mean you know supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? Right. Uh, you know, spoonful of sugar. Be. You know, uh, chim chim uh, sure. All those you know are, have standed have stood the test of time. Uh, love these songs. I think they're great. They're wonderful. Uh, you know, fifty four years from now, will we be singing them? We'll see. But right. I, they are good songs, and we'll enjoy it. So. Right. Well, and I think you know we see that with any. Um not remake, but a second movie of any kind, you know, the original one, you know, it wows, it wows you, you know, and this is one that brings you joy. Yes, I, I agree. Like I said, I, we loved it. We think it's a great movie. We put it really high, I put 9.5 out of 10 sure. on our review right. for it. Uh, it's a modern musical. If you love musicals, if you love Disney, if you loved, particularly if you love the first original Mary Poppins, you will love this film. I'm convinced of that. Yes, yes. And it's one that I can't, not only can I not wait to see again, but I can't wait to own it. Yes. Oh, for sure. If I could own it today, I would. Right? Um, definitely. And now we're going to be seeing it again very soon. Uh, really good and really enjoy it. And I want you, and this isn't going to be a spoiler, but I'm interested out there. One, we want to hear what you all think about this movie. Uh, if you want to send us your notes uh, somewhere during the week, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Secondly, I want to see if you can pick out within the very first song of the film, Something that Michelle has used often in her tips when you go to the parks, <laughs> yep. um, often whenever you're going anywhere, actually in life, if you can pick this one little part out that is sung within the first, I want to, I'm curious, I'm not going to give it out, out there because I want to see if people can pick out what a, one of Michelle's favorite tips that's right there in that first song. Right. I know. When I first heard the song, I was like, yes, <laughs> but I think I should have some royalties coming. <laughs> I know, right? We're going to be talking to uh, Mark Shaman in there. <laughs> right. We're going to be finding out about, uh, you know, Scott Whitman, Mark Shaman, what you guys were doing, what you guys are thinking. Are you listening to the podcast? Must and if be. you are, well, we'd like to have you come on and talk about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, I'm still thinking about doing this and possibly beginning the year might be my resolution that like every day I'm going to start sending out a Lin-Manuel Miranda GIF or something on uh, <laughs> GIF, GIF, I never know how to say I it, know. Uh, out on Twitter until he joins us on this podcast. Uh, so we're going to completely annoy him until uh, he actually joins us on this. Uh, anyway, uh, great movie. Go see it. We loved it. We can't wait to see it again many, many times. Yeah. And it's a great time of the year to come out. It's a wonderful, it's not necessarily holiday related, but it's a great movie to watch mm-hmm. over the holidays, you know. The whole family can enjoy it. Yes, agreed, agreed. So that is our spoiler-free review of Mary Poppins Returns. As I said before, we'd love to hear what you think, and we'd love to hear if you pick out that little piece of advice that Michelle gives (laughs) every week that's right in that very first song. Onward we go. That is our main topic of the week. We always have at least one main topic of the week, sometimes two, maybe even sometimes three. Uh, This week we just had the one, but we always follow that up with our Disney stories of the week. And there were a ton of Disney stories this week, um, some that I couldn't even get to because there were just so many. And we're going to start off with Disney announcing big things coming in regards to Marvel attractions at the parks around the world. This was exciting news and interesting news, uh, by the way, that came out this week. This is straight from the Disney Parks blog. This was done by Scott Drake, who is the creative executive of a Marvel Global Portfolio. Here's what he said, quote, 
there was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they could become something more. It was called the Avengers Initiative. That original idea has now evolved into a brand new global Avengers Initiative, one that brings us the next generation of remarkable people together to find our power and become something more, to see if we can work alongside the Avengers so we may all become stronger together. The Stark Expo in Hong Kong was the first step, a world exposition whose theme of, quote, a better tomorrow today was meant to inspire and motivate through technological in- in- innovation. However, shortly after it opened, the expo was attacked by the forces of Hydra. <laughs> Hydra. Fie. Hydra. Uh, when even more powerful forces threatened the entire planet, the Avengers realized that the Earth needs more heroes. So today, to better defend the planet, the Avengers are setting up headquarters and technology-sharing exchanges around the globe to empower and inspire all potential recruits willing to step up and become heroes. In California and Paris, Tony Stark is retrofitting two of his father's Stark Industries sites into new hubs for training and innovation through partnerships with S.H.I.E.L.D., PIM Technologies, Masters of the Mystic Arts, and the new Worldwide Engineering Brigade. The Avengers and their allies will forge new global campuses to champion the next generation of heroes. Who's ready to answer the call? Oh, I am. <laughs> I am ready. Yeah. So what they're doing essentially is they're going to tie in all the new Marvel attractions that are springing up over the next several years and some that have already uh, opened. And they're going to kind of tie them in to a storyline, a global storyline that's going to fit together, which I think is a fascinating idea. That's right. You know, rather than just having an experience in one park, you know, and then in different, maybe, or maybe the same experience in another park in another part of the world, you know, it's nice that they're going to have these threads going through all of them. And it's also exciting to see how then Twitter lit up from, mm-hmm. you know, you know, some of our followers from all over the, the globe in, in seeing their reactions to this as well. Yeah, I think it's exciting and very interesting and it's kind of sh- uh, shows what Disney's been doing a lot trying to be have people immersive, but this is the first t- time we've seen the immersiveness of it going from park to park to park. We've seen it within a single park, but going from all the different uh Disney entities, the Disney park entities out there that you're going to be able to go to uh, Disneyland Tokyo. You're going to be go to uh, Walt Disney World Resort. You're going to go to Disneyland Park and Disneyland Paris. You're going to be able to go to all these different places and they're going to tie in with one another. Right, right. And it's really great too to see how they are using cutting edge technology to make our experiences at the park that much more richer. Yeah, I, I love it. I love this thought. So here's kind of more they said in the Disney Parks blog. He said, these interconnected stories are coming to life at our Disney parks. In Hong Kong Disneyland, guests have already started battling the forces of Hydra in the Iron Man experience. Beginning in March 2019, they will join Ant-Man and the Wasp in a fight against Arnim Zola and his army of evil Hydra swarm bots in the all-new interactive attraction Ant-Man and the Wasp. Swarm bots. Swarm bots. (laughs) Nano battle. In California Adventure Park, guests have been helping the Guardians uh, escape the Collector's Fortress in Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And soon, in both Disney California Adventure Park and Disneyland Paris, guests will encounter the heroes in new new and exciting ways, from the mystic arts of Doctor Strange to the gravity-defying feats of Spider-Man. Guests will also experience the latest in and Pym Technology with Ant-Man and the Wasp and be wowed as Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Captain America, and more leap into action 
on a moment's notice. Get ready to assemble alongside Earth's mightiest heroes to protect the world. Recruitment begins soon. That is so fun, and I'm excited about it. And I love this story when it came out. And I just, I I think it's fascinating that uh, Disney is moving all these parks together and just making it complete story and now we're gonna have to do like one year where we just hit all the parks and just do all the marvel stuff within one year can we accomplish that that would be a lot of fun if we could yeah maybe we'll have to be two or three years but we'll we'll do it at some point so that's exciting that is exciting so looking forward to hearing even more about it yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure there'll be a lot more to come this year and i would imagine at the d23 expo when they get to the uh the parks panel, right. uh, that, that will be a big part of that, and we're excited to hear about that. On where we go, more park news. A new event is coming to Disneyland Park that will turn Valentine's Day into more of a Valentine's Month. Really? Yes. Uh, this is from our friends and colleagues at WDW News Today. From January 22nd to February 18th, 2019, Disneyland will host a celebration of the love of Mickey and Minnie for their 90th anniversary together to coincide with Valentine's Day. The event will include a Valentine's display in Town Square, various projections in the evening on Main Street USA and the facade of It's a Small World, Main Street vehicles, uh, decorations, festive bunting and banners on lampposts. The famous Mickey Flora at the Disneyland Railroad Station will also get a new look for the event. And of course, as with any seasonal celebration at the Disneyland Resort, you can expect a plethora of special food and beverage options. This sounds so fun. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so so great that we're still continuing the celebration year of, of Mickey and Minnie's 90th birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that not just in Disneyland parks, but in all the parks, they're going to they're gonna continue some of that celebration. But this particularly sounds fun. You know, it's the the best couple other yeah. than us. Uh, <laughs> and showing their... I'll gladly take second to Mickey and Minnie. <laughs> We're an adorable couple, but they are they're just too cute for words. I mean, that's true. That's true. But, you know, to really share the, show the love that they have, that's awesome. I love that. We're an adorable couple. If we do say so ourselves, oh. you know, we're adorable. Mm. You have to love us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So, uh, also, there will be a Minnie's Valentine's Surprise Scavenger Hunt, a paid activity where guests search around the park to earn a prize. It's kind of similar to the Easter egg hunt that they've done. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah, so interesting. Uh, Disney has yet to officially announce the festivities, but uh, should soon, uh, WDW News Today says. So, keep an eye out for that and more details. And then also, they have the, we talked about a couple weeks ago, the uh, late night ticketed event, uh, Sweethearts Night, Disneyland After Dark. Sweethearts Night will also fall within that period. So, they may have some of that tying in with that as well. Right, right, which is going to be a really fun event. Mm -hmm. We're looking forward. We're going to that. We already have our tickets, and we're looking forward to it. It's exciting. Exciting. Uh, Let's go from the West Coast at the Disneyland Resort over to the Walt Disney World Resort. A new group of cast members are coming to the Walt Disney World Resort to help you with your experience. I bet I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah, this again from WDW News Today. Walt Disney World Resort is testing a new experience. By the way, if you're hearing a little noise in the background, that's our son, Scott. I like to tell everybody this every <laughs> once in a while because sometimes you can really hear it. And I just imagine people who are just maybe picking this up for the first episode right. don't know. He joins us within the studio a lot of times when we're recording these. And uh, he likes to you know watch something else or sing, watch, listen to songs or whatever. And he kind of likes to make his own noises and play along <laughs> with the show or whatever. So He thinks he's 
singing. Yes. But we know it better. is. It's very <laughs> it's lyrical. Version, yes. um, so if you ever hear that noise in the background of our podcast, just know he's sitting in with us and kind of enjoying the, his own little thing. So I uh, just like to tell everybody that every once in a while. So they go, Wonder, yes. What is that? What is going on in that studio? What are they doing? <laughs> I'm sure he's finding us pretty entertaining, too. Yes. You can only see us how we react. And- yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Sometime, at some point, I'm going to put a camera in here and also videotape our podcast and we get that out on YouTube yeah. and whatever else. And you'll be able to see how silly we look as we're recording this podcast. <laughs> some but, things make, make more sense yeah. than... <laughs> Anyway, back to the story here. The new group of cast members at the Walt Disney World Resort. Again, from WDW News Today, Walt Disney World Resort is testing a new experience in Magic in Magic Kingdom. There was a funny argument on WDW News Today about <laughs> capitalizing the or not. Anyway, yeah. I, I'll get too much into it. But uh, Magic Kingdom starting today. I'm just totally losing my train of thought. Sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> starting today and running. This is, starts today and is running until mid-January. It's a test thing. Uh, there will be a new group of cast members known as the Guest Experience Team that will work to assist guests and making the most out of their day in the park. This team will be helping with booking, modifying, and recovering FastPass Plus selections, navigating the My Disney Experience app, and deactivating or reactivating Magic Bands. Also, this team will provide recommendations on attractions, dining, and navigating the park, as well as helping guests view attraction wait times. Right, which is really great and convenient. I know that, um, you know, the, the app is awesome, and I know the kiosks over at Walt Disney World are very helpful in getting changes or additional fast passes. I know that um, early on with that the kiosk system, they did have people more available there to help or even people roaming. Kind of, I think they were piloting this maybe mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, and they, and they had like iPads or whatever and they would help. So, but it's, it's a great service and it can really be helpful. And, you know, we know that if you've, just been to Disneyland or it's your first time to Walt Disney World, it can be an overwhelming experience and having somebody help guide you through or answer your questions is definitely valuable to make it a better experience. Now, we've told you in the past, the best thing to do if you're going, especially to the Walt Disney World Resort, which can be very overwhelming, but right. Disneyland Resort as well, uh, is to plan it out. Kind of do your homework, uh, plot out how you're going to attack it. That way you won't be completely uh, mess when you actually get to the park, because there's so much to do. It can be completely, completely, as I just said, overwhelming. Um, and we like to consider ourselves a little bit of a guest experience team. Right. Before you even head to the parks, listening to this podcast, we'd like to help you out. We can't help you with... Uh, deactivating or reactivating your magic bands or recovering your fast plus selections. But, you know, we can kind of help you, uh, you know, through what your day will be like there. But these will be people that are right on site. Of course, this is just a test run to see how it goes, see if it works for people, if they like it, if people actually use them. Uh, But it is uh, a great idea, I think, uh, by the Walt Disney World Resort to see uh, if they can help people out, make their experience at the parks a better day. Right, right. And they'll be more in tune to be kind of like watching for people who need help and you know and again sometimes we feel a little hesitant to go up and ask but those cast members whether you're talking about this group or any cast member working at the Walt Disney World Resort or Walt Disney Parks uh, they really want their guests to have a great experience Mm -hmm. and so you know that's what we've always said is you know talk to them ask them questions and they really will try to do their very best to make your experience 
the ultimate. And that goes for all the cast members, not just these ones. These right, are specializing, so but all your cast members, if you have a question, go ahead and ask. That's what they're there for. If they don't know the answer, they will find somebody who has the answer. They love to answer your questions and help people out. Right. And if they do help you out, give them a cast compliment uh, on, you know, hashtag cast compliment. Good point. Um, Good point. It really is worth it. And they get a, a kind of a kick out of it themselves. So these cast members that we're talking about, the guest experience team, will uh, they'll be standing out from different cast members. They'll have be wearing blue shirts with the guest experience team logos on them. They'll be floating around the park, but you can also find them in uh, distinct destinations throughout Magic Kingdom on Main Street USA near the Castle Hub, Tomorrowland near what once was, when, when I don't know what it's gonna, going to become, but near Stitch's Great Escape, uh, Fantasyland near Enchanted Tales with Belle, and Frontierland by Pecos Bill Tall Tale Inn and Cafe, and then that they'll be there until 11 p.m. daily, assuming the park is open until 11 p.m. or right. midnight uh, on those days. So uh, hopefully uh, they this is a success and uh, yeah. they're out there to help you out. Oh yeah, and it, like like we said, you know, do do utilize all your resources when going on a trip, and that means even talking to the cast members. And, and sometimes you might not even have a question, but you you know run into a cast member and you you know like you're waiting for a, a parade or something like that. Talk to them, and you know it, it's really fun to hear mm-hmm. some of their experiences, and sometimes you can really gain some uh, secret knowledge of some things to try. Yes. Inside tip. That's right. <laughs> and we'd like to help you out too. If you ever have any questions before you get out to the parks, again, uh, just contact us. We we know a lot of stuff about the parks and we're happy to help. And we right. also have a lot of people that we know that know some things that maybe we don't and we can contact them and, and ask them if, if we don't have the answer for you. But one way or another, we will be happy to right. help you out. Absolutely. And we never tire of ideas, bouncing off ideas or plans for trips to the parks. We just never tire of talking Disney, as you can tell by how long some of these podcasts are. Uh, And the reason why we had to do these podcasts is because our friends and family got a little tired of us talking ad nauseum to them about Disney. Uh, Not that they don't love it sometimes, but we love to talk Disney, so uh, it can be a little overwhelming for them as well. And we love our listeners that enjoy it too. Yes, thank you for all you who regularly listen to us, all our regular listeners especially, but you know, even if you just pop in every once in a while listen to a certain episode, if we have a certain topic that calls out to you, we we love all of our Hyperion adventurers. Thank you for listening, uh, all of you. Great. Uh, moving on, if you've always wanted to tour the Walt Disney Studios lot in Burbank, we've done that. It's mm-hmm. great. It is. You'll have more opportunities to do it in 2019. This straight from the D23 website. Just in time for D23's 10th anniversary, the fan-favorite official Walt Disney Studios tour returns in 2019 with a wide variety of experiences and, most importantly, more tours. The D23 Gold Member Exclusive Tours of the Historic Studio Lot return on four weekends in 2019, and uh, their April tour date will be exclusive to Gold family members and sold as a family four-pack, so easier to get your whole family out there and enjoy this. I think in the past it's only been, uh, you've had to have two people if you wanted to do this right. thing. So, by the way, Michelle, a little tiny Michelle is trying to hop up in this giant chair, <laughs> so it's always Bye. a little fun, and I just can't wait because this chair regularly sinks, so anytime I'm going to laugh because this chair is just going to sink on her. Uh, Moving on, uh, as recently announced at uh, D23's Destination D, the official Walt Disney Studios tours will be offered monthly starting in March. For the first time, these weekday tours will be available to not only Gold and Gold family members, but also to general members. Those are the ones that are you who don't pay for your membership. Uh, So it will be available for you. You will have to pay for the tour, but it will be open 
for you as well to uh, take advantage of this chance. But uh, when they become available, jump on it quickly because they will sell out quickly. And especially, I imagine, if the general members That's uh, right. get a chance to That's do it. That's right. And, you know, it's, a, it's also a good way to check out and see... All, you know, some of the other little benefits of D23 mm-hmm. and help you decide if you want to join D23 as a gold member or mm-hmm. a gold family member. So just like the tours that take place on the select weekends in 2019, guests are able to take a look inside the Walt Disney archives, see the Walt Disney's office suite, which is amazing, uh, during the tour, which offers fans a unique perspective on historic moments from Disney films, television shows, and theme parks. We could tell you it's a bucket list uh, check off your uh, off your check off it's a bucket list check off your bucket list um, it's a really wonderful tour it's exciting to be all these places we just talked about Mary Poppins was filmed there right on Studio right. 2 uh, right there uh, you know going to see Walt's office going through the archives we got to hold one of Walt Disney's Oscars uh, when we were there along with seeing a lot of different things that were signed by Walt and just so much history it's it's really wonderful tour oh definitely I mean first of all the ambiance of being there is just you know awe-inspiring and then like you said you get to go into see some of the the things that are in the archives um, typically they have somebody from the archives there you know with their gloves on and and showing you some really unique historical items that are that they keep in the vault <laughs> it's really cool <laughs> it is it's but i mean just even even just walking down the campus and this goes for, yes for the tour but even if you're going there for one of the movie screenings or one of the dine with a disney legend uh we were just there this last weekend for the light up the season event which was spectacular as it always is mm-hmm. um just walking through the campus of this lot you know they have the uh, the the animation building you've seen so many times um you know maybe you saw it in uh, saving mr banks or uh, some of the other disney uh, uh, movies or shows or whatever. Um, uh, but just going on that street corner down by Dopey Drive and everything, you know, and the the sign there, and it, it's just amazing to be on that campus. Yeah, and campus is the right word for it because that mm-hmm. is exactly what it looks and feels mm-hmm. like, and it's just too, too, too fun. It is fun. So also, D23 had some more interesting news. In addition, D23 Gold and Gold family members won't want to miss the ultimate Disney studio opportunity, D23's behind-the-scenes experience, A Day on the Studio Lot. This event will take place in spring and fall 2019 and features one-of-a-kind experiences, including a visit to the ink and paint department and lunch in a private dining room at the Rotunda, the executive dining location inside Team Disney building. The first one will be this March, just in time for the 10-year anniversary. Wow, that sounds exciting yeah <laughs> That's uh, I, get. I, speechless. I am looking forward to finding out more about yes. that and seeing if we might be uh, going to do that uh, it says to keep an eye on d23.com for more information regarding the official walt disney studios tours in 2019 including that special e- experience and uh, we will be watching it closely and by the way they're doing their uh, d23 days of christmas right now where they're giving having a giveaway every single day uh, if you're a member go sign on there and uh, enter into their uh, into their contests every day, and they have some cool stuff that they're giving away. Yeah, every day. yeah. So, so take, take advantage take of that bit, yeah. for the next week while we, you know, before we get to the holidays or before we get to Christmas. Right. So, cool stuff. Now we you know we we like to pretend that we are the Disney 
podcast who desperately wants to be a Star Wars podcast, <laughs> so we can't go without doing a little bit of Star Wars news, and they had some this week. Uh, we now have the official cast announcement for The Mandalorian, which is coming to Disney Plus next year. This is straight from a press release from Lucasfilm. Uh, they said they're pleased to announce the cast of the first ever Star Wars live action series, The Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal, who mm -hmm. was in Narcos, has been cast as the title role as a lone Mandalorian gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy. He's joined by Gina Carano from Deadpool, uh, Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad, Emily Swallow from Supernatural, Carl Weathers from many things, including Rocky and Predator, uh, Amid Abtani, um, Ab Abtahi, Amid Abtahi, I hope I got that right, from American Gods, Werner Herzog from Grizzly Man. He's kind of an interesting dude that's done a lot of documentary-type shows as well as some uh, scripted uh, work on television nice. and movies. So interesting. And Nick Nolte from Affliction and 48 Hours and some other things that you probably know Nick Nolte from. Uh, you know, so yeah, interesting. sounds like an ex exciting cast. Very sure. interesting cast. Uh, this from executive producer John Favreau. Uh, quote, we're having a great time working with this incredibly talented group and excited for everyone to see what we're up to. End quote. Uh, we are too. <laughs> we are very excited for this. Right. Well, the... The Hollywood Reporter also had some details about the uh, Mandalorian and that it's where it's set, that it's set in, right after the fall of the Empire. Gosh, I can't speak today. It's rubbing off. Yeah. Your, your, it's your, catching. Your, your affliction it's is catching, rubbing yes. off. Yeah. So, uh, you know, after the fall of the Empire, but before the emergence of the First Order. So, uh it's that's an exciting time. Yeah, there's a lot know? of stories to be told in that period that yes. in between those uh, those films. So we're looking forward to checking this out. It's uh, currently in production. Uh, it's written uh, and executive produced, like we just talked about, by John Favreau, Dave Filoni. Uh, who you may know mm -hmm. from many of the animated shows, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, currently Star Wars The Resistance, uh, is directing the very first episode and serving as executive producer alongside with Kathleen Kennedy and Colin Wilson. Additional episodic directors will be Deborah Chow. She's done Jessica Jones. Uh, this is a name I'm going to totally butcher. Rick Famuyiwa. Rick Famuyiwa from Dope, Bryce Dallas Howard, I can get that one right, uh, who you may know is Ron Howard's daughter and was in Jurassic World and other things. Right. She's also done work on Soulmates. And uh, Taika Watiti, um, who I know very well, but I just don't know how to pronounce his name, but uh, you know he did such a great job with Thor Ragnarok. Right, um, right, right. So, so. He, Those will be all directing some of the episodes, uh, and it's, it's really exciting. It's expected to be released on Disney Plus uh, late in 2019, and it says stay tuned to StarWars.com for more updates, and to us as well for more yeah. updates, because we will be filling you in as we go along leading up to this, and we're excited about that series. All right, so are you sticking around with Star Wars, or are you moving we can, on? We can stick around with Star Wars because we are the Disney podcast that desperately wants to be a Star Wars All podcast. Right. Well, in light of the holiday spirit of you know the time of year, uh, I have a little quiz for you. Here. Excellent. I mean, I know a lot of times we, I love quizzes. I know you usually. I'm do, terrible at them, but I love them. You usually do the quizzes for me, so um, you know when we're at home. But here's one for you. So this quiz comes from the Star Wars website. If you lived in the Star Wars galaxy, what holiday gift would you get? Oh, wow. All right. You ready? Interesting. Sure. Let's go for it. Okay. Pick a color. Black, blue, red, or green? Blue. Okay. And, I, and I'm not always good at names. Uh, what character you, what character do you identify with the most? 
Ray, Luke Skywalker, Bobo Fett, or Kanan Jarrus. Kanan Jarrus. Oh, wow. Do I identify with the most? Uh, I guess Luke. All right. That's tough. Luke. I know, right? Um, what type of gift do you most enjoy receiving? Something practical? Clothing and apparel? Toys and games? Or something pretty? Well, you know me. I love something, something pretty. pretty. <laughs> I know. I almost didn't have to ask that one. <laughs> okay. Which character would you want to join you? Would Okay. Let's try this again. It's catching. It is. Which character would you want to join you on a road trip? Mm. Kylo Ren, C-3PO, Chewbacca, Orlando Carmichael. Oh, Chewbacca all day. Ah. Chewbacca all day long, yes. See, I picked... I, I did, that's not who I picked. It's not who you picked, I picked huh? Lando. <laughs> Lando would be Lando's a so smooth. He'd be a hoot. Plus, you know, you could share the capes. I know, Ooh, right? It's pretty good. <laughs> okay, what vehicle would you take on this trip? A car, plane... Motorcycle or any garbage will do. <laughs> huh. Uh, we'll go with a car. All right. Motorcycles scare me. <laughs> What's your favorite holiday tradition? Singing, decorating, dressing up, or going to parties? I'll be decorating. I think I like decorating. Really? I thought sure you'd pick the singing. Yeah, have you heard me sing? <laughs> I, I know that you really enjoy doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying we Yeah, all do. I do enjoy singing, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could be true. Maybe I do enjoy it. But. Okay, pick your favorite Star Wars creature or alien. A porg, the Sarlacc, Ewok, or Thalassina? <laughs> uh, of those, I'm going to go with the porg. Oh, all right. Not my favorite, but of those listed, I, know, I will I go know, with a porg. What's your favorite winter weather activity? Snowboarding, sledding, hiking, or building snowmen? Hmm. Winter weather activity. Snowman. <laughs> 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 I like to sing about building a I snowman, know, I but know. I don't necessarily build a snowman. I like sledding. I like right. sledding. And pick a holiday snack. Cookies and milk, a gingerbread house, candy canes, or cheese and crackers. Hmm. Uh, God, it wasn't the milk, because I'm not a big milk fan. Right. Cookies, I love cookies. Uh, let's go with cheese and crackers. Okie dokie. And how would you classify yourself? A scoundrel, a Jedi, a Sith, or a bounty hunter? Hmm. I'm going to sound very pompous by saying this, but I'm going to say Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You would ask for peace in the galaxy. Yeah, that's kind of what I do on Twitter. I ask for peace on Twitter all the time. So please yeah. bring us peace, Twitter. Social media, please bring us peace. Exactly. So adventure, excitement, hmm, gifts. A Jedi craves not these things. <laughs> What's important to you goes far beyond material possessions because you know the true meaning of the holidays doesn't come from a store. This year, all you need is love, peace, and harmony. Yes. And actually, I would say that's probably very true about you. That's how I feel. Exactly. Yeah. That's actually a very, it's a pretty accurate one to come from me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so there you go. I like it. There's and your... that, so you can find this quiz on StarWars.com. Is that correct? That's correct. What's the quiz name again? If you lived in the Star Wars galaxy, what holiday gift would you get? I like it. Yeah. I like a good quiz. That's fun. So I uh, go out there and take it. And I'd be interested to hear what you got as your gift. What did you get as your gift? Um. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. But it was not world peace or or Gal galaxy, gal peace. Gal galaxy peace. That's for sure. It was an item. Hmm. Lightsaber. I think it was a lightsaber. Yeah. 
well, we need to get you a lightsaber. I own a lightsaber, so I don't need a lightsaber. You need a lightsaber. That's true. Yes. That's true. So, by the way, we got a great jacket for her. <laughs> um, we were we spent too much time in the Disney store on the lot yes. last week for the Light of the Season event, but we found, while we were waiting in line to go to the cashier, I found this great jacket. Uh, I think it's from her universe, but it has, uh, it's kind of like a, almost uh, like a, um, a varsity jacket right. kind of type thing, but it's right. just white, white and kind of a little silver, silver. gray. Uh, and it has Leah stitched on the, the front and then the back is just this really nice kind of mosaic uh, Leia on the back of it. It's right, just beautiful. Right. It is beautiful. And, and I'm I w- impressed you found it because it was like in a corner and not very much. I was in line display. for a long time. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, and I appreciate that you decided to get but that. But it's a great jacket. I would suggest you looking for it out there because it's a really wonderful jacket. Yeah, and it would be yeah. a great gift for the Leah in your life. Yeah. Michelle is the Leah in my life. Uh, uh, Let's get away from Star Wars now, although we are the Disney podcast that desperately wants to be Mm -hmm. a Star Wars podcast, and move on to Disney and Pixar again. Uh, They announced the title, cast, and a brief story synopsis for their upcoming film set to be released in 2020. This from a press release from Disney. Pixar Animation Studios revealed today for, not today, Earlier this week, four members of its voice cast for its original new feature film, which will be entitled Onward, including Chris Pratt, you may know from Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy, among other things, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, that's actually what Scott is watching right now, (laughs) is Spider-Man Homecoming, Uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, who you may know, of course, from Seinfeld, another one of Scott's favorite shows, often what he's watching (laughs) in here with us, as well as Veep. Uh, and Octavia Spencer, uh, who's in The Shape of Water, she was in Hidden Figures. Right. Um, she was in. She's been in a lot of different yeah, movies. Yeah, I was trying to think of something else, but yeah. Um, and it's gonna be directed by Dan Scanlon and produced by Corey Ray, uh, the team behind tw- 2013's Monsters University. Uh, it's slated to hit the theaters on March 6th, 2020. So here's the short little synopsis of it. Uh, It's set in a suburban fantasy world and introduces two teenage elf brothers who embark on an extraordinary quest to discover if there is still a little magic left out there. Uh, This is a quote from Scanlan. At Pixar, we try to create stories that come from some kind of personal truth. This film was inspired by my own relationship with my brother. Wow, that sounds really cool. Yeah. and, and I love how they're continuing with the tradition of making, and I know I'm repeating myself from similar to the beginning of this podcast, but having a story that is, you know, talking about relationships, but it's also deep and enriched with things that tug at your heart. Yeah. It sounds like an interesting, I mean, it's very uh, vague as to what the story will really be, but sounds interesting. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Uh, the movie, of course, is called Onward. Uh, according to the filmmakers, they've assembled what they call a dream voice cast to help bring key characters to life. They talked about Chris Pratt saying, Chris, quote, Chris brings equal parts, huge heart and fantastic humor to his character. End quote. Uh, as far as Tom Holland, they say, quote, Tom has an infectious charm and sincerity that makes you root for him in every character he plays, end quote. Uh, for Julia Louis-Dreyfus, she says, there is, they say, quote, there is no one funnier than Julia, but she also brings a warmth and loving side to her character, end quote. Oh, by the way, she's also uh, Princess Ada from uh, Oh, that's Bugs right, Life. right. So she has been in a Pixar film in the past. As you, a Disney princess. Yes, uh, not officially, but yes, uh, she is a... <laughs> a Technically, sort of a Disney princess, yes. Uh, and as far as uh, Octavia Spencer, they say, uh, quote, Octavia can do it all. 
We're especially excited about the depth as well as humor that she brings to her character, end quote. So exciting cast and uh, looking forward to seeing this movie when it comes out in 2020. Wow, very cool. Yeah. So one more Disney film note, and that came out this week that Walt Disney Films already, there's still a few weeks left in the year, they've reached $7 billion at the box office this year. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of money, right? That is a lot $7 billion. This is from Variety. Disney reached the milestone on December 9th marking only the second time in history that any studio has hit that landmark. Of course, the other studio that did it, Disney. <laughs> Set the record in 2016 with $7.6 billion. Uh, Avengers Infinity War led the way with $2 billion, followed by Black Panther with $1.35 billion, and Incredibles 2 with $1.24 billion for That put them first, second, and fourth place on the worldwide grossing list wow. for 2018. Uh, the third place was Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, which starred... Chris Pratt, that's we were right. just talking about. Uh, the studio estimated uh, international box office gross through December 9th is $4.07 billion, marking Disney's second biggest year and third largest in industry, hist- industry history. The domestic, the domestic gross is $2.95 billion and approaching the $3 billion record set by Disney in 2016. Oh, and by the way, Disney's hoping Mary Poppins returns this coming week. Right. Uh, it's expected that it will make $65 million through Christmas. Christmas Day, and I'm not sure if I want, won't make more than that, but that's what they say they expect it from it. Well, this is fantastic because, uh, you know, what, about a decade and a half ago, we saw such a lull in the Disney studios and what they were producing and in terms of successful movies and things. So this is great seeing these really wonderful films that, you know, people are enjoying so much. Just wait to what they're going to do next year because we know that they already have two new, uh, three new Marvel movies. I think it's only three. Three new Marvel movies coming out and Avengers uh, Endgame is going to just blow the box office out of the water, I have a feeling. Uh, They have Frozen 2 coming out, Toy Story 4 coming out, uh, all sorts of just huge movies and oh yeah, we're going to get back to another Christmas with another Star Star Wars Wars. (laughs) movie with Episode 9. We're still hoping to get a trailer from that sometime soon. There was some talk that we might get before the end of the month. We'll see if that happens but uh, yeah, it's interesting that they made that much money with you know the the one Star Wars film that actually was released in uh, 2018 kind of was a little bit of a flop at the box office, which was Solo, Star Wars right. story. Um, I mean, they still did get some credit from a little bit of The Last Jedi going, it, it debuted in 2017, but it carried over into 2018 as part of it. But uh, you know, a lot of that was a lot of the first week or so total for that went into 2017's total. So. Right, right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I, I think they're probably going to end up crushing that $7.6 billion they said in uh, 2016 uh, next year, for yeah. sure. And now that they own just about everything, everything. <laughs> um, expect the, 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 these numbers to keep increasing as we move along. Yeah. That's, that's pretty phenomenal numbers there. Yeah. You know, it's, that's crazy great. You know, and some people, they say, you know, like the, you know, the movies at the theater are dying and people aren't going anymore as much. And maybe they're not. But it sure seems that way with with the numbers like that are coming through. Yes, of course, we're paying more now than you ever have in the past for movies. So that is part of the box office. Every, you know, when we talked about it last week with Mary Poppins, that people were paying like a buck fifty to go, uh, to go see that back in nineteen sixty three and sixty four. Um, and now you're paying, you know, 
$16 to, you know, if you're going to some of these really nice uh, theaters to $20 plus to go, you know, see a film. So it's obviously a lot different as far as trying to tabulate the money. But Right. And some of the experiences are different, too. I mean, not every theater, but, you know, you're, we are seeing more and more of the theaters that have either, you know, serving better food than mm-hmm. just popcorn and candy bars, um, you know, or even some serving alcohol, those with recliners. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the ones that we like. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, they are changing the, the, the movie going experience as well. So even though the prices are going up, there's some other features that are making those experiences better. And even if you're just going in and seeing it without a recliner or whatever, you, you have options for, you know, the IMAX or 3D mm-hmm. kind of things. And as we reported several episodes ago that, you know, Disney is even looking into the virtual reality mm-hmm. segment of it. So um, we'll probably see new things coming out of movie theaters. Yeah, theaters are starting to realize that, you know, it's, as televisions get better and better, and television itself, as far as uh, some of these shows, we talked about The Mandalorian coming right. out, how great that cast looks. These shows are getting better and better, that they really are much more competing with what you can do just in your own home. So they need to try and make what these theaters better, more attractive to people to go out to. So they're doing a lot of these different things to see what works. Uh, a lot of things we like, some things, uh, you know, not quite, uh, but at least they're, they're making the effort. And I right. like to see that. And I, I, I think especially some of these films, there's nothing like seeing them. I mean, yes, we have a big screen TV, but there's nothing like being totally immersed in uh, some of these theaters uh, and seeing it on the giant, massive screen, you know? <laughs> know. And there's just some movies that you really have to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when you talked about Solo just a second ago, I know, you know, because of some of the the early reviews and, you know, negativity around that, sadly, um, that it wasn't getting the same kind of um, box office draw. But I think we're seeing now at the, the home releases that people are like, oh, let me give it a try, and they're mm-hmm. loving it, so... Yeah, I mean, the reviews weren't, I mean, they weren't great, but they weren't horrible by the critics anyway. And there was just so much negative talk out there. And I think it came a little too close. It came a little too close to uh, Avengers Infinity War, for one thing. And it came a little too close to The Last Jedi. There was a little bit of a kind of a lag going on there. But I think some people really missed out. And we've talked about this in the past. They missed out on, you know, a fun time at the theaters with Solo. But I think they're now getting to see it on streaming, on getting to see it on Blu-ray, DVD, whatever they, you know, wherever you have it. And they're realizing, hey, you know, it's a pretty good, fun movie. It's yeah. not a great movie, but it's a fun movie, an enjoyable movie, and uh, I'm glad we get to see it. Absolutely. So, yeah, didn't do great at the box office, but it is doing much better uh, with uh, various different home video purchases. Right, right. So, if you haven't seen it, you'll like it. Go check it out. It's cute. Check it out. Uh, so, those are my Disney stories of the week. Michelle, do you have a Disney story of the week? Um, not necessarily a Disney story. I just wanted to, you know, we were talking about um, Pixar and some of the things coming up next year. And want to encourage people, uh, if you have a trip coming up, uh, especially to Walt Disney World next year, there are uh, a lot of new things coming out there to, you know, uh, have some changes and some freshness to the thing and uh, some cute things with, you know, we've seen some some. Pixar themes coming out at all their Disney parks, and so they're going to continue that. I heard they made even a a Pixar land. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was just focused on one movie, but I think it was like a toy 
Storyland, Story something Land, like that. Right? And so in the, in the Hollywood... You may want to check that out. That's right. In the Disney Hollywood Studios, not far from there, is going to be Pixar Place. They're going to have some fun things going along there. One of the things that sounded... I mean, we, we've seen where they've had like the dance parties with the Incredibles, etc. But one sounded really cute where you're going to be looking for clues leading to a multi-powered super nearby. So you're going to get to, it says, follow footprints, laser scars and cookie crumbs mm, what what character could, what super could that be mm, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> huh. it, it, it just doesn't ring a bell i can't figure it that's out right. i guess you'll have to find out for us and tell us that's right but you look for those clues and you just might find jack jack so you gave it a spoiler <laughs> alert hello <laughs> spoiler it's easy to find that and like you said easy to figure out but yeah so there's some really fun things coming in the into the parks that's just one you talked about disneyland and disney world's also going to be doing some more celebrations with um the 90th birthday for Mickey and Minnie, so watch for those things. But I think it's going to be a fun, exciting year in the parks. Yes, uh, very fun. And uh, one thing we're waiting for is we go back to being this Wish We Were Star Wars podcast <laughs> is, know. of course, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which exactly. will be opening in 2019 in the summer at uh, Disneyland Resort and somewhere in the fall at the yeah, Walt fall. Disney World Resort at the uh, right. Disney Hollywood Studio. So yeah. exciting. Exciting stuff. There's exciting, plenty of exciting stuff coming to the parks in 2019. And we're looking forward to checking them all out uh, when they, once they become available for us. And it's really cool. Yeah. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. So that's it for our Disney stories of the week. But we never finish out a podcast without giving you some sort of vacation tip, some sort of tip that will help you along the way, whether you're going to visit some of the parks, whether you're going on Disney Cruise Line, run Disney, um, even just watching the movies, sitting at home, just whatever. We try and give you some sort of tip. And we always start with Michelle because it's ladies first, uh, because she is wonderful and beautiful <laughs> and she's my Leia, uh, but also because she has the best tips. So without any further ado, let's get to Michelle's tip of the week. You're amazing. Thank you, honey. So uh, you may know that in Epcot World Showcase, you know, the way the, the country pavilions are, that mm -hmm. typically opens like around 11 o'clock. But there are a few exceptions, uh, which might be important to you, especially if you're looking for some other breakfast locations. And so I just wanted to point out some, you know, seasoned people know this, but not everybody may know that. So um, at the Norway Pavilion, there's the Akashus. Sounds good. <laughs> Restaurant that has. If the, you say it confidently, <laughs> yes, it's, it, it's the, correct. The princess character breakfast, which is a buffet style breakfast, um, reservations are, are pretty much needed for that. They also have the Kringla Bakery there, which uh, opens at We've nine. We've had several things from that place. It's yeah, really it's a really, really good. So you know, those are some options to you. Uh, Fridays through Sundays, Great Britain Pavilion hosts a reservation only tea service at nine forty-five, and a little bit further from that is the France Pavilion and they're at Les Halles Boulangerie Patisserie. They open at 9 That was very well done, by Thank the way. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to make you repeat it, but that Thank was very you. well done. Um, but it's, that's a fun place to go. Uh, if, if you have an opportunity to do that, this because it's kind of like farther away than most of the other ones that we just talked about that are a little bit, bit closer to future world. This one is on the other side and it's usually like empty because people either don't know or there's very few people who are going there and you know you can pick up an awesome croissant, you know, and maybe a cafe au lait or a glass of champagne. 
get into one of the seats there and look out at the at the the lagoon and just kind of really feel immersed into that before all the hustle and bustle starts of everybody there. Yeah, we love their croissants and uh, a lot of the different uh, little pastries that they have there. Um, that that shop is one of our favorites. We hit it up every time we are right, at, right. Uh, at Epcot for sure. So if you can get there, you know, first thing, especially if you're coming from, you know, like the um, over the International Gateway entrance, mm-hmm. you know, it's it doesn't get that busy, especially when they first open at nine o'clock. And and like I said, it can be your your moment of peace before right. all the madness starts. But it's it's really great food and really great ambiance, and you know, it's one of those you know, special little moments you can have at Epcot. Yeah, I like it. Thank you. Great. Good stuff. Yes, get there early and take advantage of the chances to have the little food moments, little peaceful moments out there uh, throughout World Showcase for sure. Since most of them are open till 11, that's... You know, when you can do that. Makes sense. One of the things we love about Epcot is that it's kind of spread out and you can really enjoy parts of it. There are some hidden nooks uh, you can find to just you know, take a seat and enjoy parts of the right, park right. and everything. Um, it's really cool just to explore. It's, you're, you're looking at a day just to peruse around. So good stuff. Thanks. Good tip. As thank always, you, Michelle you. always has the best <laughs> tips. On to my piddly little tip. <laughs> Sure. That will just barely help you, but, uh, you know, I try and pass along what I can anyway. You know, <laughs> uh, My tip of the week is going to deal with uh, some things as far as what to bring with you on your first day aboard a Disney cruise mm. or on your first day at the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, uh, when you board a Disney cruise, of course, a lot of your baggage, you're taking it, they're taking it, and they're going to bring it up to your room later in the day. Uh, you can bring a carry-on or whatever or a backpack or something along with you that's just easy to roll on. You can bring on all your luggage, but you want to enjoy it. You can't get into your room until I believe it's one, one o'clock. o'clock. Yeah. Uh, so you don't really want to, if you're on board the ship before that, you want to take advantage of being on the board, exploring, doing the pool, whatever. So bring something kind of small with you. And here's what I would suggest you carry on with you for if you're just boarding the ship. You'll get your stuff later. Um, they'll eventually bring these bags right to your room, and it's great. But you will need some things with you to enjoy your day. First of all, make sure you have your cruise documents with you before you give your <laughs> right. luggage to the porters at the uh, the stewards, yes. the porters at the uh, the cruise terminal. Uh, you last thing you want to do is trying to dig your bag back out because you left your passport or your cruise right. document in there. Uh, you want to make sure and have that with you. Uh, wear your swimwear under your clothes or at least have it with you in your bag so that if you want to do the pool, right. at least if you're planning on doing the pool or something along those lines, you'll have those available for you. If it's sunny, uh, make sure you have sunscreen, maybe a hat, sunglasses, of course, flip-flops if you're going to be by the pool. You don't right. just want to take off your shoes and go barefoot because the, the deck can get a little warm out there. It can right. get hot. Uh, make sure if you're, if you're not using your phone as a camera, you know, have your camera with you because you want to take pictures on the first day, right? When you get on board, you're going to want to take pictures, and of course, have your phone if you want it. Plus, you can get the uh, navigator app right. right on your phone now, so you can kind of explore what's going on that day. Um, some reading material if you're going to be sitting on the deck and you want to just kind of check some things out. Um, reading material is always uh, good. Activities for the kids like a tablet, uh, you know, some sort of video game, coloring book, whatever they enjoy doing. So um, there's going to be some times when you're before you get your bags in that maybe it'll be, you know, I'm sure there's lots of exciting things to do, but yes. there will be some down times that maybe the kids might want to amuse themselves with something besides just, you know, watching the TV or whatever else right. is going on. So good to have a few of those with you. Make sure you have any medication that you might need uh, with you. One, because especially if 
if you need it before you get your bags in the evening around dinner time, approximately. But you never really know. I mean, yes, Disney is very good with getting your bags. Yes. But you're leaving your bags up to uh, you know somebody to find it with you. Um, and last thing you want to do is, yes, it's terrible if your bag doesn't get to you for a day or two or you know whatever. Right. But if you don't get your medication, that could be even worse if right, it's something yes. you need. So try and keep that Anything with you. Yes. Uh, a change of clothes for dinner. Um, you don't want to, you can't wear your, one thing, you can't wear your swimsuit to dinner. Usually what you're wearing on board is, especially for the first night, is right. pretty much acceptable a lot of times. But if you want to dress a little bit better, you know, even if it's just khakis and a, you know, a collared shirt or, sure. you know, whatever for the blouse and nice pants, you know, for the ladies or a right. you know, skirt or whatever, um, you know, have that with you so you can change and be ready for dinner. And that same for, with your kids. Uh, and just anything you else you might, you you must have with you for the first day. Again, I, they don't usually lose bags, but it can happen. Anything you just don't want to be without, be sure you have it in your carry-on somewhere. Right. Now, that's, that's great advice, great tips, you know, because like you said, I mean, even if, you know, you get it, you might, depending on like if you're going to an early seating or the first seating and then to a show you might not get reacquainted with your bag till late in the evening so you want to have things that you can have accessible pretty quickly um you know to get the fun started right a lot of times you get lucky and they get you your bags pretty quickly and even right. by dinner time sometimes but sure. you just can't rely on that being the case and you can't i mean yes like i said you they are probably 99.9% of getting you your bags, but there's that point, uh, 1% or whatever, that the, you might not get it. Something might go wrong, just like the airlines. Even the airlines are much worse than Disney Cruise Line, but you know, make sure you have the stuff that you desperately need with you. Uh, speaking of that, also one of the great services that Disney provides if you're going to the Walt Disney World Resort is, of course, Disney's Magical Express yeah. right from uh, Orlando Airport uh, straight over to the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, you know, totally free. It's included with your resort stay. Uh, and one of the great things about it is you put your tag on it when you go to the airport, whatever airport you're taking off from, put your tag on it and you don't have to pick up your check luggage. They will do that for you. That being said, however, just like on the cruise, you will not see that bag until much later right. in the day. So what you want to do is make sure you have anything you need within some carry-ons, whatever you're taking with you. Uh, you, I suggest having a, a backpack or some sort of bag as well as your regular carry-on uh, uh, clothes, whatever else you want. Again, assuming that, you know, whether it be the airline might lose it or probably not Disney, but it could happen uh, that your bags don't get to you the day before. So just be prepared to have the stuff that you desperately need with you. Now, if you're going to get there and go right to the park, what you're going to do is take your carry-on bags that aren't like a backpack or something you can carry with you to the parks, take them to the uh, bell desk, and you can just check them there until you get back from the parks and are ready to pick them up. It's very simple right. and you can have that with you. Uh, then with your backpack or bag or whatever you're taking to the parks, make sure you know you have uh, stuff that's good for everybody within your party. You may even want to have a bag for everybody there, uh, depending on what everybody needs. Um, you check the weather before you get out there. Is it going to be hot? Is it going to be sunny? Is it going to be rainy? Is it going to be hot and rainy? Uh, it's Florida. You never know what you're right. going to have. So, you know, if it's sunny, make sure just like for the cruise, have sunscreen, sunglasses, hat. If there's rain in the forecast, uh, poncho, umbrella, 
maybe a change of clothes. You know, we talked about this right, last week, right. socks. Um, have your magic pants with you. Yes. That's important. Uh, your ID, because sometimes you need to check IDs with things. Uh, if you have an annual pass uh, to get your discounts at certain places, you'll want to use your annual pass. Right. Show that with your ID. Have that with you. I just talked about medication. Have your medication with you if you will need that throughout the day. Um, water. You know me and hydration. <laughs> have water with you so you're ready to go. You can always get water in the park. You know, anywhere you can get a free cup of water at any place that they serve sure. out of uh, some of these soft drink dispensers. You can get a free cup of water. But uh, you know, I always like to have water with you just ready to go. And if you don't want to pay for snacks or you want some healthier snacks, uh, you know, bring a few of those with you. A banana, an apple, some nuts, you know, whatever sure. it is that you right. like. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, some sort of uh, power bar or a protein bar. Whatever it is that helps you get through the day. But just plan ahead. As we always say, plan ahead and just be ready for anything that could come up so you're ready to go when you get to the parks or when you get on Disney Cruise. Right. Excellent, excellent ideas, you know. And, you know, like you said, you know, your bags are most likely going to get there and no problem there, but it might be a little bit delayed. I mean, you know, there are some days that are heavier check-in days and the bellhops are having to um, take things to all the rooms throughout the resort. And so you might have some delays in getting your, your bags and you want to make sure you have, especially if you have kids, if there's something special that, you know, if they have their favorite toy or right. like you're saying the medication, you don't, you just don't want to be thinking about that. Yeah. You, you want your trip to be free of stress as much as possible. And, you know, so that is excellent yeah. idea of how to prepare for either a Disney park visit or a, uh, Disney Cruise visit on day one. We have, uh, by the way, we've taken many a trip to Walt Disney World Resort using Disney's Magical Express. Many, many Disney Cruise, you know, and, and, you know, we've had them deal with our bags and we've never lost them. We never had any problem with that. But nobody's perfect. It can happen. So be, just be prepared in case something should go sideways on you. Uh, you know, and then they're very good with if something does go missing or whatever with trying to make it good for you. Right. Right. You know, and you know, be especially diligent if you have like, if you're on your first night of the cruise, you have Palo reservations. Again, you might not see your bag, you know, a little later, yeah. depending on what time your reservation is. That's the more is. important thing with this story. I'm, I'm talking about possibly bags being lost, but most importantly is just when you don't know when you're going to get your bags. So right. just be prepared so you're ready to go. So it's not, you know, you're not stressing about when's my bag going to come up? I need this thing. When's my bag going to get here? When's it going to get here? Right. And it just gets annoying when that happens. You know. Or you have your kids and, you know, you, you, you pack their swimsuit like well, you, you said, said their favorite toy yeah you know. in there in the luggage and now they're they're wanting to go swimming because everybody else is swimming and you know just you want to again make it fun so yep. this is awesome awesome ideas try great, and great take tip. as much thank you try and take as much stress out of your life and enjoy your trip as you can by just planning a little bit ahead it's just the best yep. way to go about things as we always said plan your trips ahead so that's it for this week. Uh, it's been another fun week. We're so excited yes. to have uh, talked to you about Mary Poppins Returns, uh, among uh, some of the other stories. Uh, and we're looking forward to you joining us next week. Next week, we want your help. Uh, next week, we're going to have our own ideas for this, but we really want to go through your ideas, too, because it's coming up on Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate. You know, Hanukkah was just a couple weeks ago. Um, but whatever, you know, it's coming up. And, of course, the, with Christmas and with these holidays come gifts. And what we want to know and what we're going to share is our favorite Disney Christmas holiday gift that we've ever given or received. Nice. Yeah. Or want? Or want. <laughs> I know what you want. 
You know what I want? I want Lin-Manuel Miranda on our podcast. I That's know, what I want. Right, right. Um, but, but we want to know what yours are. We want, I know you've got some, received some interesting things out there. You've given some interesting things. I want to hear, we want to hear what you have uh, out there and what brought, I think it's going to be fun. We can have a fun week sharing. And, you know, I think the holidays are all about sharing and we can have a fun right. leading up to Christmas and the rest of the holiday season and sharing what fun we've had. I don't care if it's an item that you've given or received, a vacation that you've given or received or whatever it is, you know, you're taking the whole family out to a movie and that was your favorite thing you've done for Christmas, whatever, you know, a Disney movie, whatever. I want to hear all about it. Please contact us. And here's all the ways you can contact us. We are on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And you can always email us Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and please do write to us or, you know, reach out to us. Let us know your thoughts of this. Not only will you make our podcast richer, but you might actually inspire other people of ideas that they didn't think of, or you might hear some other people's ideas. So please, please, we want to make this a fun, interactive show. Right. If you, Yes, absolutely. Uh, we love hearing from all of you. And like we're talking about these gifts here, I mean, this might be a little close to to Christmas for you to get that gift ready, but maybe you can plan for another 365 days and have right. a, that <laughs> Disney, a special Disney gift that's, you know, for somebody else out there during Christmas. So please contact us. And thank you for finding us today. In the future, you can find us on 1057max.com under the Max Plus tab and the Max FM app. Please subscribe to us. It's great when you subscribe to us because whenever we have a new podcast, it'll come right to your phone, right to your device. You don't need to worry about it. It'll just be there and say, hey, they have a new Hyperion Adventures podcast out there. You might want to check it out. Uh, You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. There's a couple other ways too, but I, 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 I always... I don't remember them, you know, but those are the main four that you can find us on. So Yes. And if you have a chance, please just give us a quick rating, a quick review, and better yet, even just tell a friend about us. Uh, you know, if you have a Disney-loving friend or somebody who's going on a Disney vacation, say, hey, you may want to check these guys out. They're a lot of fun. They like to talk Disney, and they may have some answers to some questions that you're thinking about on your trip. Right, right. And they may have some questions that they want to send us, too. Very simple. We really appreciate anything you do to, to help out uh, our podcast. More importantly, we just help thank you for listening to us. So thanks again uh, for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. But until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.